to kids first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Catherine. And I'm Zoe. Today we'll be talking with some special guests from Wolfwalkers and Ishan about Disney Regalos de Navidad. But first, Zoe and I will be reviewing Wonder Woman 1984. So how are you, Zoe? I'm good. How are you, Catherine? (laughs) I'm doing good. So what were your overall opinions about um, Wonder Woman 1984? Um, I loved it. I saw it today. And um, I think that the action, like, shots and scenes were so cool. And I, I pretty much loved the entire thing. I thought it was really cool. I didn't think it matched. Well, my expectations were, I think, reached. But I just don't think it was as amazing as the first one, which is kind of common. Um, so, I mean, I wasn't surprised about that. But I had my hopes up that it would be kind of better than the first one. I kind of agree with that. I mean, nothing beats Wonder Woman, the original, because that movie was amazing. But I did, I think it did meet my expectations. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, do you think, like, it, there's a first movie, and do you think that viewers should watch the first movie before Wonder Woman 1984? That's what I was talking about to, my, to myself but, like, while I was watching. Um... I had saw the first one already, but that came out two to three years ago. So I had a wish I had like revisited or rewatched it. Not that you need to necessarily. And I just wish because I forgot about it while watching this one. So, I mean, I, I survived like I kind of made it through the whole thing. But I, I think you should if you if you can and if you're like bored and you really have no time in quarantine, which most of us don't. So, yeah, you can definitely. Yeah, I would, I would agree. Like, I think you should probably, because, I mean, it'll get the characters set up and everything, and some backstory might not be, you know, as relevant if you hadn't watched the movie and stuff. So, yeah, and so what, uh, how did you think, like, what did you think about the actors? Because there were so many, like, A-list actors, and so what did you think about it? Well, I think the acting was great. I mean, I loved um, Michael Lord. He... Well, the actor who played him, obviously. I mean, like, at the beginning, I could kind of tell that this, like, he was going to kind of be, I guess, not so good character in the film. But he had, like, that kind of evil evil kind of thing going on. And also, Diana, Wonder Woman, she uh, impeccable. I, I loved her performance. She was um, amazing as well. Yeah, and def- I definitely agree. Like, they, they perfectly cast these people. I mean, as Maxwell Lord, um, who was the one of the bad guys in the movie, um, I feel like he was perfect. Like, honestly, at first, he's like a TV show personality kind of person. So it's great because I feel like he's just the perfect advertisement person. <laughs> I don't know why, but I got that vibe. Uh-huh. No, that, I, that's what I said in my review. I think he was kind of like that fake, uh, big ego, full of himself kind of dude, you know? <laughs> yes, I totally agree. And so, um, definitely, so there is uh, Barbara Minerva, who is good friends with, well, who Diana, Wonder Woman, meets 
and is good friends with in the movie. So she went through a lot of changes throughout the movie. And so what did you think about all of the changes in in her and how did she display it? Like, did the actor Kristen Wiig display it, display it pretty well? I was going to say character development, but I think this was kind of like the opposite. Like, <laughs> she, she kind of, she, it was rough for her throughout the film, but um, I think their chemistry was great. And the actress herself, oh my God, she, at the beginning, you could really tell she was kind of like that awkward, I guess, not so popular girl. Um, but then, boy, did things change. I'm not spoiling anything because this is, um, quite the experience while you're watching. But I also liked that because um, at the same time in the film, you know, with um, Michael Lord and his son, they have such a beautiful relationship. And then with Diana and her mom, also very powerful. You can see that like at the beginning scene. So I liked to see like her and Diana, which was like a different relationship. Yeah, the relation the relationships are key in this movie. There are so many of them and yeah. And so... You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking with special guests from the film Wolfwalkers, reviewing Disney Regalos de Navidad. And right now we're going to continue talking about Wonder Woman 1984. All right. So um, how did you feel kind of about the costumes? I think that they fit in very well with the era. I actually, I'm so dumb. I thought this was like in 2020 or something. Like I didn't know that they were in 1984, peeps the name of the film, but it just all looks so modern and everything. So how did you feel about like the costumes and stuff? Oh, the costumes were so pretty. I mean, definitely they had a they had a wardrobe like oh sorry a wardrobe montage, um, and I thought that it displayed some of the best and worst of the eighties, and I loved it. And also, as we see in some of the trailers, the golden armor is stunning. It it the really wings. Is pretty. the wings. It's so pretty. It's so pretty. I know. Um, I, it was funny. I, was, I watched this with my mom and she was like, hey, she's wearing the, uh, there was like this one scene where like they, um, in the mall, um, um, there was like this kind of, I think it was like a workout section and they were like wearing these workout clothes and I was like, I used to wear that. And I was like, oh, I feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah. So also, how did you feel about that's kind of, how did you feel the costumes specifically towards Barbara towards the end? if that makes any sense. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to say as much as I can without spoiling it, but I definitely think that it shows how her character has changed. And I just, I thought that it fit perfectly and everything, especially the very end, which was mostly CGI. I was like, whoa. <laughs> um, I also agree. And at the end, well, I, this entire film, I think there's lots of messages presented one of which I've, I think it was like, be careful what you wish for, which is, I felt it was unoriginal because I've, I've seen that so many times, but I think this film nicely, I guess like presented it and it was like a nice refresher. So how did you feel about the messages in this film? Yeah, definitely. I felt like girl power, <laughs> definitely. Cause I mean, it's Wonder Woman, but uh, yeah, be careful what you wish for is a big one. And also love. I mean, love is a big one in there, even though it was a bit violent at times yeah. I think overall it can be like love yeah no I feel like with love um you know Diane this entire film it's spoiler after spoiler after sport so it's like it's hard to like not but there there were some emotional scenes in there man I was tearing up sometimes <laughs> me too <laughs> so 
what did you like what stood out to you about this film or like what was something that you that kind of really caught your attention like your favorite scene or something so definitely i'll just say something that definitely stood out to me was the sets like the 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 mall uh there's a mall scene and the attention to detail is just spot on i was so amazed and i was reading some stuff about it and they were saying that they had like like they had filled the stores with everything and and it was crazy. I mean, how much detail they had. And I thought that that just stood out a lot. And I mean, they definitely had so many things that were like relevant to the eighties. That's what I was thinking. Like, Oh, I, um, I also read that and I, that's like commitment. It's a lot of work. I also really like the white house. That was cool. Seeing it that. was very cool. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> you could do like what age rate rating and. Sure. Okay. Um, so what would you rate this movie out of five stars and like what age range would you recommend it to the audience? I mean, it definitely met my expectations. So I have to give it a five out of five stars. And for the age range, I mean, I think it was some violent at some times, but I know that I think it just kind of depends on how you like to parent your kid. If your kid watches, um, if your kid watches superhero movies, I say it's fine. So I'm going to say probably 11 and up, um, just like for because it's a little bit violent and stuff at sometimes but what about you zoe um i think i would like I mean, four or 4.5 out of five stars and i think i'd recommend it for ages you know 10 and teens and adults as well so yeah i think this is i um i can with the parenting i guess I just I maturity of your child but at the same time it's just kind of like a it's like a superhero movie so it's not like there's an, just some blood scenes here and there. So, Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Lily's Light, the movie. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Zoe, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished talking about Wonder Woman 1984, and next up we're going to hear my interview with Unruh FC and um, Eva Whittaker, um, the actresses of Wolfwalkers. Hi everyone, I'm Zoe Canella reporting for Kids First, and today I'm interviewing actresses Honor Nipsey and um, Eva Whitnegger, who made the main characters in Wolfwalkers, Robin and Meth. So hi, how are you guys? 
I'm good, thank you. I'm How good. are you? How are you? I'm awesome. So I just want to congratulate both of you before we start the interview for getting a nomination on Best Voice Actresses and a nominated Critics' Choice Super Awards. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, it's crazy. It doesn't even seem real, to be honest. But yeah, I just feel really lucky. It's so surreal. It's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so proud of you guys. And let me tell you that the voice work in this film was impeccable. And I salute you guys for that. Um, and both of your characters are very different in this film. I mean, Robin, she's um, more cautious. And I feel like Mef is more of like a free spirit. So why do you think your characters really became so close at the end? I think they kind of realized, although, yeah, at first they have their differences when they really got to know each other and they took away the initial fear. They really had more in common than they realized. Yeah, absolutely. I think they created like a really special bond. Um, and at the end, they practically became like, you know, a family. Um and Honor, I know you've worked in like some other projects, but this is your first animated feature. So how was it challenging to give your voice life to Robin? I mean, it's definitely more challenging because you have to portray all of these emotions just through your voice, not through any emotion on your face or physically. You've got to really get into character, block out everything that's going on around you and just look at the individual words and try and get them out in a certain way. Yeah, absolutely. But I think you nailed it. And Eva, this is your big debut. How exciting. So how was your experience in the booth? It was just so much fun. Like you said, it was my first project. So I really just had the best time. Awesome. Um, did you guys work together like in the same um, area? Or were you guys kind of like separated due to like COVID and everything? I mean, this was before COVID. So me and Eva actually got to work together. Well, that's so lucky because imagine if it was now, then I, everything would have been like more different. But I think you guys could really create a like, special connection. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Um, today we were reviewing Disney's red flag, Alos de Navidad, Wonder Woman 1984. And right now we're going back to my interview from Wolf Walkers. Um, wasn't it hard to find the spirit of your characters? Eva, do you want to go? Um, well, I know when I first read the script, I kind of had an idea of how I wanted to play Maeve. But obviously, when we were in the actual room recording together and getting direction from Tom and Ross, um, uh, the character kind of strengthened and I got more used to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, I think this film, you know, it really experiences like life outside, um, I guess, our walls. Um, so what... And it also like really talks about the love, you know, of nature and importance. So what do you think audiences will take away from this incredible film? By the way, I loved it. It's definitely one of my new favorite films like of all times. Oh, thank you. I mean, I hope they obviously enjoy it. And it's such an entertaining piece of a lovely story. And it really does emphasize the importance of our nature and how we really need to look after it. Yeah, well, thank you guys so, so much for talking with me. I really appreciated it. And once again, congratulations on this incredible film. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you all so much for watching. If you liked it, make sure to give this video a big thumbs up and check out some of our other Kids First reviewers and reporters on this channel. Bye now. Let's take a break. I'm Zoe and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And today's show is sponsored by Lily's Night, the movie.
To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First Film Critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. You are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Zoe, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished my interview with um, the actresses of Wolf Walkers, and now we're going to switch over to the directors, Tom Moore and Ross Stewart. Unique, frail, and artistic Wolfwalkers is a film about understanding nature outside of our pre-established concepts. Hi everyone, I'm Zoe Canella, and I'm so excited to be talking with the filmmakers Tom Moore and Ross Stewart of Wolfwalkers. How are you guys? Not too bad, Zoe. Thanks for yeah. having us. Um, I loved that this story. Congratulations, because it's absolutely beautiful, and I think it's a really original concept. So where did the inspiration um, come from? A lot of it came from folklore from the town where Ross and I grew up and it's where our studio is based here in Ireland in Kilkenny. There was folklore uh, about people that could, when they fell asleep, like a wolf form would leave their bodies and anything that happened to the wolf would happen to the person who was asleep back at home. That's so, yeah, I, you can obviously really see that in the film and um, the story was beautiful. Everything about this was just, I was so like captivated while watching. Um, and you've also previously worked with um, Will Collins from one of my favorite all-time films with Song of the Sea. Oh my gosh, I can watch that film over and over again. So what is it about his storytelling that makes you want to work with him? Well, Will is a great collaborator and uh, animation is really the art of teamwork and Ross and I had the inspiration for the story and then uh, Ross and myself kind of elaborated that into a basic outline and then Will came and helped us you know, um, develop it into a fully phased script and he just has the same kind of point of view as us. I think he, he sees that the writer in animated film is part of the team and then the storyboard artists take that work and work on it and then Will comes back and works again with the storyboard artist. So it's an ongoing collaborative journey with a writer in an animated movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Ross, how was your experience with working with Will as well? Uh, Will is great. I mean, like it's it's uh, it was my first time to work on a on a feature length script. You know, Tom had worked on the on the previous two, but um, with with working with Will, he he always has a sense of like overall story, you know, and how each each little thing will fit into the the next, you know, and anything that you change in Act One is all automatically going to change something in Act Three. So he's so he's like a seasoned professional and Tom himself might be shouting out little ideas here and there and coming up with crazy stuff. But Will is kind of like the, I don't know, the, the helmsman at the ship that he'll, he'll guide us through each, each act very well. You're listening to 
Tickets First Coming Attractions. Um, today we were reviewing Disney's red f- flag, Alos de Navidad, Wonder Woman 1984, and right now we're going back to my interview from Wolf Walkers. That's awesome that you guys could all collaborate to create this incredible film. And I also love um, like the messages behind this and um, like how it's also really important to reinforce the importance of nature. So I feel like it's humans obviously really interconnect with animals here. Um, why do you think that this is such a relevant um, like message that you have in your, um, what's it called, in your stories, like Song of the Sea as well? I think we're, we're living through a, a scary, scary time, time where humans are going to end up being the only animals on the planet. And if we're not careful, you know, we're going through a sixth extinction and remembering that we share the planet with other animals and that we're intimately linked with other animals and the fact that the folklore that we, we have, have that, that ties us and connects us to other animals and habitats and the environment is something worth preserving because it helps us understand our place within the biosphere and within the environment. I think those are all things things that need need to remind people people of constantly before it's too late. Yeah, and also the the, the empathy that, you know, we, we maybe explore in the film between Robin and Maeve, the two cultures of humans. It should also be a speciesism conversation that, like, um, how we treat one species of animals differently to another species, you know, like uh, livestock uh, as opposed to wild animals and then humans versus all of those other species. We really need to think a little bit more as a species about how we interact with everything else that shares this planet. Thank you all so much for watching. If you liked it, make sure to give this video a big thumbs up and check out some of our other Kids First reviewers and reporters on this channel. Bye now! Let's take a break. I'm Zoe, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions, and today's show is sponsored by Lily's Night, the movie. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Tom Moore and Ross Stewart about Wolfwalkers. Next up, we'll be reviewing Disney Regalos de Navidad with Ishan. Alright, this is going to be a good one. Hi, I'm Ishan Mani, reporting for Kids First, and this is super exciting for me. This is the first video game review on the Kids First channel. That's right, today we're talking about Kingdom Hearts 
Melody of Memory. Another much-awaited video game from the Kingdom Hearts series, Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory has crisp, simple graphics and is pretty easy to jump into, but it struggles a little to live up to the hype that it had. Melody of Memory is, at its heart, a rhythm game. It makes good use of old Kingdom Hearts songs and Disney songs, and it attempts to string together events from prior games in its cutscenes, but the overall package of the game comes across as being relatively disconnected. The KH series, the Kingdom Hearts series, is an action RPG where you press various buttons on, in my case, the Nintendo Switch, to confront villains. And many of these games actually add a level of complexity to the concept, like they have a complex battle ranking system, or there's just this really, really intricate story. Uh, in that respect, Melody of Memory is really refreshing because it's just a rhythm game, plain and simple. Three characters, Sora and his two friends, run along a moving sheaf of sheet music with monsters as the notes. And the objective is to basically smite the monsters by smashing L, R, X, B, and A on the Nintendo Switch again and again and again to the beat of the music that's playing in the background. Which, by the way, is actually pretty good, and I'll talk about that very soon. A negative point is that the game gets really, really monotonous at times. Like, the songs, sure, they change, but the characters don't. The map has very little variation, and it's the same monsters cropping up in slightly varied patterns, but yeah, pretty much the same thing every single level. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we've talked about Wonder Woman 1984 and interviewed some special guests from Wolfwalkers. Right now we're continuing our review with Ishan about Disney Regalos de Navidad. But KH lovers have been eagerly awaiting the release of Melody of Memory. 20 plus characters, 140 plus music tracks, and online multiplayer modes sound incredibly, incredibly appealing. And indeed, the game mostly delivers. There are countless levels, like countless, which are sewn together pretty well. There's absolutely no lag, even on online mode, which is great. And there's also many, many, many characters. As far as ease of use goes, this might be one of the easiest games to play from the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Nothing seems super clunky or awkward. I mean, it's pretty natural, whatever you have to do. And it's perfect for a novice gamer. Honestly, I've had very little time with my Nintendo Switch, but it was really easy for me to play. The game saves your place automatically, uh, unless you're in the middle of a level, and in that case, pausing the game if you have to step away from your console is pretty wise. For audiophiles, Kingdom Hearts music is absolutely at the top of the charts. Though the tracks in Melody of Memory are repetitive, like they come from previous games, or they're, some of them are derived from Disney, I think there's a level where you play Let It Go, <laughs> they get stuck in your head. Uh, oh yeah, also, between levels, there's some like randomly thrown in cutscenes, which uh, make little to no sense out of context. So from a battle, to a love song, to a long odyssey, back to a battle, to a love story, trying to follow the cutscenes might make your head spin. Nonetheless, they are high quality animations, as is the case with all of the levels and all of the characters. And uh, those cutscenes actually are a good 30 to 50 second break, so they serve their purpose. It's a good rest between killing monsters. Melody of Memory is a great game for all ages as it promotes a positive message of good prevailing over evil. There are also some elements of teamwork, though they're not as active as I would have liked, and I mean, it's not really a central theme. 
there is an element of like really, really unrealistic violence in the game, which is the only reason that I didn't lower the age rating. Which, by the way, I give Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory 4 out of 5 stars, and I recommend it for ages 9 to 12. Adults will enjoy this as well, and I could probably have extended the age range slightly, it's just it doesn't hold your attention as much. Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory is available on PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Thank you so much for watching. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share, and ring that notification bell for all the latest updates. I'm Ishaan Mani, reporting for Kits First, signing off. Happy holidays, everyone, and I hope you enjoyed this video game review. Bye! Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press4Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. Today's show is sponsored by The Coalition, Quality Children's Voice for Americas and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Lily's Night, the movie. I'm Catherine. And I'm Zoe. Reporting for Kids First. Bye! Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.